Welcome to Living Southern Oregon, a podcast dedicated to discovering and exploring all Southern Oregon has to offer. I'm your host, Simona Fino, and I will be introducing you to the people who live here, the things they love, and what makes Southern Oregon a magical place to call home. All right, welcome everyone to Living Southern Oregon. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you all to Lisa Mannion. For those of you who don't know her, Lisa is an internationally best-selling author, podcast host, entrepreneur, and the president of Write On Creative. She's known for her challenge, solution, invitation, communication framework, and for teaching and transforming marketing with integrity and healing with love. Lisa is also a cancer thriver and offers in-house employee wellness retreats. She currently lives in beautiful Ashland, Oregon, where she's been living since 2015. She loves the outdoors, writing, and helping others articulate their messages, and is delighted that her love letter to humanity, Spiritual Sugar, is being so well received. So welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here with you. Yeah, well, I loved hearing a little bit, we talked a little bit before the show, and you were saying that you came from Idaho, and you said <laughs> you weren't sure why you were there. <laughs> so I'm sure there's an interesting right. story kind of behind that. Well, but. I spent about 20 years there, and I, I know why I went there. I'm not sure why I stayed so long, because yeah. I was looking for something different, really. I had a great time while I was there, but since Landing in Ashland, I feel as if I've really found home. Mm-hmm. It just feels, it's really interesting. The energy is so beautiful that every time I leave and come back, it feels like I'm wrapped in a warm hug. Just the energy of the place. Mm-hmm. So I do keep to myself. I'm a little bit of a hermit, even though I've got a public persona. I kind of stay in nature and keep to myself quite a bit. But I, I really love the area in general. Southern Oregon definitely has my heart. Yeah. So what attracted you to the area? What brought you here? Actually, it was sort of accidental. I wanted to be close to my mom and dad who were in Northern California, but I didn't want to live in California again because I've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. And when I first came through, it was the height of tourism season and it was a little too frenetic, the energy for me. Too many people, even though it's a small town, mm-hmm. it was just a lot. And I thought, I can't do this. But then I came back in October and it was quiet and peaceful. And I thought, I can do this and I can avoid the fray if I want to. So... <laughs> Yes, and we do get such an influx of people in the summertime months for all the reasons, right? Mm-hmm. For theater and music and outdoors and all of it. So, I'm a very spiritual person and I get a lot of, of downloads. Sometimes I don't always listen to them. And years and years and years ago, before I even came here, I got a message that I was supposed to come to Ashland, Oregon, and I ignored it, but I ended up here anyway so (laughs) see what happens when you ignore it (laughs) well this is the thing yeah you don't want to ignore those things because you'll get shaken sometimes to places in ways maybe you weren't anticipating (laughs) well tell me a little bit about your writing background it's clear that this has been something that you've been doing for a while and you've got the you're you're an entrepreneur so you're doing this business where you're helping others craft their message Tell us a little bit about that business and yeah, where you got your start in writing. I have been writing since as long as I can remember. As soon as I could pick up a pen or pencil, I was writing bad poetry when I was a kid. <laughs> I was first published in an anthology when I was 12, a poem. And in fourth grade, I started a school newspaper with one of my classmates, who's still a dear friend. 
So it's just, I don't know, it, it's in my genes and marketing too. In between watching Captain Kangaroo and cartoons, I would critique the commercials when I was like four and five. So I don't know, you know, that some say you're just born with it. I yeah. believe that that's true. And then in high school, I got into journalism and I was the ads manager for the school newspaper as well as a lead reporter. So it's kind of just always, mm-hmm. you know, evolved in so many ways. Then I worked in nonprofits and different things like that. I worked for ad agencies, radio stations. I'm a certified radio marketing master through the Radio Advertising Bureau. In 2003, I decided I wanted to do business on my own terms. And so Write On Creative was born. And I started helping people with their messages and doing freelance writing and also marketing consulting. And so the marketing, is that a side thing uh, separate from from right on or is it all no it's it's all combined so the whole premise of right on creative it's i teach marketing with integrity so my what i help people with is is creating their core messaging and also i used to do copywriting and i still do some copywriting but i used to do the long sales letters and all that i'm not that energized about that type of writing anymore but getting people really dialed into their core message so that people quickly understand what they do mm-hmm. is really important And that's how I kind of developed my values-based challenge, solution, and invitation communication framework because in the marketing arena and copywriting and advertising, everyone teaches pain point marketing, which is a complete energetic disconnect for the multi-passionate, mission-driven entrepreneurs that I serve. So I teach passion point marketing and marketing Mm -hmm. with integrity, meaning we don't need to highlight all the pain points to build real relationships with people. In fact, it does the exact opposite. It can work and it can get people to buy, but it's based on emotional manipulation and it perpetuates buyer's remorse, return rates, and chargebacks. So instead, I flipped the script and I created the challenge solution and invitation framework so that we can meet people where they are with empathy and understanding Mm -hmm. and then move them from where they are to where they want to be. And within the solution piece, we highlight the passion points and we're really clear about our value proposition And we back that up with case studies and results and testimonials and real-world tangible stuff Mm -hmm. so people can really wrap their minds around what you have to offer. And by that point, you don't have to overcome objections. You don't have to try and push people into the sale. You can simply extend a friendly invitation because it's an automatic yes or no. Mm. They know what you have to offer. They know what you stand for. They know what you'll deliver. They know the results you're going to get. And they're in or they're not. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I love the focusing on the positive as opposed to focusing on the negative. And I truly believe that saying, you know, that which you focus attention on flourishes. Yes. And so if you're focusing attention on yourself and your self-care and all that, your self-care is going to flourish. If you focus on negative things, that's what's going to take precedence. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I love hearing that. So your book... I mean, this is probably some of the more important writing that you've done, is my guess. Is that what... (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's so interesting. You know, it's a pretty new journey because it was just released in November of last year. And it became a number one international bestseller. And I got endorsements by some pretty amazing people. Dr. Joe Vitale and um, Neil Donald Walsh, who were both in the the movie The Secret and big into the law of attraction and pretty well known in the you know, entrepreneurial and spiritual realms. Mm-hmm. And so I have these beautiful bookends for both of these men in the in the form of a forward and an afterward. 
And I'm just so honored. It brought me to tears reading what they had to say because this truly is my love letter to humanity. I mean, I'm very proud about the work that I've done with Right on Creative for almost 20 years now. But this is taking me into some really new and cool directions. And it does chronicle my own healing journey, which is pretty interesting. As you mentioned in the intro, I'm a cancer thriver. So I successfully healed cancer with no chemo or radiation. I did um, surgery and I supplemented Western care with all kinds of healing modalities that are non-traditional. So energy work and you know, all kinds of things like that. And I'm here today to say that cancer is not necessarily a death sentence. And there's a lot of things that we can do as people to course correct before we face mortality. Because I'm telling you all, it's not fun to face mortality and to really look at like, okay, is this it? And this is, and if this is it, is this, did I kill myself for this? Like, have I done what I want to do? Mm. And when I say, did I kill myself you know, when you face a diagnosis, there are so many emotions that come up. And I had that, I was sitting in, in inquiry with this choice point of, is my life over? And I was in, I think I was 47 when that happened. So, and I'm thinking, wow, is my body really giving out on me? And like, it, seriously, is this it? And what I realized is I thought I was taking pretty good care of myself, but I wasn't clearly as healthy as I thought I was. And I do believe firmly that we can avoid cancer in many instances if we course correct and we take better care of ourselves and we eat pure food and we drink filtered water and we stop taking everything for face value. I'm very big on, you know, challenging everything, questioning everything, engaging critical thinking, getting to the heart and the root cause of things. Mm -hmm. When I chose to heal, because I thought when I got, I got a divine download that told me I would heal with love too. So that, that there was that, and that sounded way better than the alternative because most people, when they hear you have cancer, they take it as a death sentence. Mm -hmm. And it isn't necessarily that not only has Western medicine come a long way, even though I chose to not partake in some of the things offered, there's things we can do naturally that can really make a big difference. I'm curious what some of the modalities, you had mentioned energy work, and, and I'm just curious what other things yeah. were in that list. Well, one of my absolute favorites is singing bowl and sound bath sessions. Mm -hmm. The vibrations heal you on a cellular level. And, you know, I think a lot of people thought I had lost my mind when I went on this healing journey because they're like, what are you going to do? And everyone's all scared and they hear the cancer and they mm -hmm. think, oh my gosh, she, she's out of here. And I said, no, I'm going to heal this with love. And they're like, okay, crazy woo-woo lady, go right ahead and try that. But it worked. Mm -hmm. And when I talked about with some of my, some of my friends, in fact, I was, have very, been very instrumental in the Women's Speakers Association and was on the leadership team before they even came into existence. And it's an international organization. And the head of it is a good friend of mine. And I had to take a sabbatical because clearly I had to heal myself with love. But when I told her that, she thought, what do you mean you're going to heal yourself with love? And then after the fact, she said, I get it. I saw your posts in nature. I saw that you changed the way that you eat and everything. And now I understand it. Mm -hmm. And another friend of mine who's also part of the Women's Speakers Association, she wrote a book or she brought together a compilation book called The Silver Line of Cancer several years ago. And she basically forced me to be in it because I wasn't, I'm like, I'm not ready to talk about this. You know, mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I kept it all very quiet. And she said, Lisa, you have to, nobody's doing it like you are. And you need to share this healing with love story. 
And I did, and that one became an international bestseller too, and it's really helped a lot of people as well. So life is an interesting thing, and our journeys can really help and impact others. So Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to tell those stories and really be clear about our message, right? Yes. Well, and people benefit so much from hearing stories. And I think I was just interviewing... um, Danielle, uh, who runs the Lantern over at the Black Sheep, and we were talking about the power of story. And, you know, you can have information, and that is a different thing than hearing a story and then applying the information. So I think that the story is really important. So I'm glad you are sharing it. Yeah, you know, I'm comfortable with it now, but I was super quiet about it during the whole process. I kept it within what I call my sacred sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I know about energy is that, you know, it's impacted by so many things. And while I have a large presence on social media and online, you know, those followers aren't all my friends. And not everybody is going to hold that um, healing vibration and that sacred space that it needs to be held. So I waited until, you know, here I am. And then I got the five-year all clear in... Um, last year and that's when I decided this is the year I have to publish the book because it was kind of my agreement with the creator because I seriously mm-hmm. had some some talks with the powers that be whatever that might be and I'm not you know I'm I'm not necessarily religious I'm more spiritual and it doesn't matter to me what denomination anyone is there's something bigger than us mm-hmm. and I said as I was facing mortality like listen if this is it I'm okay with it because I've had a great life I mean done all kinds of things that I wanted to do. There were only a few things that I hadn't done. Um, that was writing my books, seeing the rainforest, going to Italy, eventually meeting an awesome partner. I saw the rainforest and I wrote the book. All right. We'll see. The rest is yet. <laughs> Maybe your partner's in Italy. <laughs> Maybe, right? I mean, it's a good reason to go, right? You should probably just check it out and see. You never know. <laughs> You're brilliant. I like that. So the tell us a little bit about the book and how the framework of it and how it's laid out. Yeah, so the book is it's part memoir, part spiritual awakening, part self-inspiration, and part reference guide. So it truly is a book like nobody has ever seen before, which is nothing unusual because I'm always breaking new ground and doing things differently. So we start with the awakening, which is a bit of my own personal journey, and then we go into the spiritual tools, and there's over 50 different non-traditional modalities that I've personally tried that are in there. Mm. And then there is embodying spiritual sugar, which brings in some spiritual sugar principles to just help you embody all of the healing modalities that I've shared. And not all at once, by the way. It's a lot to do. like with anything you pick one or two things and focus because otherwise yeah right well when I was working with a book coach that I worked with and she was helping me in the self-publishing realm because you know I've not written and published my own book before and she really wanted the subtitle to be the divine recipe to heal yourself with love and I said Vicki we can't do that because I can't give anyone a recipe what I did worked for me but every person is different every cancer is different so it would be very negligent for me to say that I can give anybody a recipe I can give you ingredients you can make your own recipe and you should mm-hmm. but that's that's how I landed on that title I yeah. had a little struggle with her around that but I'm like no no I think you chose correctly actually I, I agree and I think it's part of that magic solution right um, a lot of times people want to have that magic 
the magic pill, the magic solution, the magic recipe. And really, like you said, it's a combination of things. You have to really look inside yourself and what's going to be right for you, not what's right for exactly and this person. Then when I had that conversation with the creator, whomever, however you want to refer to that, sometimes I say God, sometimes I say the universe, sometimes I say the creator because I don't really know for sure. Mm-hmm. I just said, listen, I think we still have work to do. And if that's true, then let's do it. So I'm still here, and I'm assuming this is a big piece of that work that Uh I'm to do. And I'm really just touched by how it's helping people. It's it's kind of mind-blowing. I mean, I I know the power of words, but I've been doing it in the context of marketing, which is great and helpful, and it certainly can help build community and drive commerce. This is really getting to the heart of the matter, Mm -hmm. to us taking really good care of ourselves, to committing to ourselves before some major wake-up call happens. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to speak to the power of words because I'll just share with everybody. If you don't, when I, when I was reading the intro the first time, I flubbed it up. And it's funny, even looking at it when I was reading it, I said survivor, cancer survivor, and it's thriver. And that is such an important distinction. And I do firmly believe power of words have a, a huge impact. I mean, I do affirmations every day. I really believe that. And I think it's great that you're positioning that way. And then you've got this book, obviously, that has some powerful words going on and is impacting people. So tell me a little bit about the impact that this is having and kind of, you're saying you're blown away. I would think that you had to know a little bit. Well, okay, <laughs> so, so let me back up. But, yeah, yeah, I'll back up and give, I'm you, curious. A, yeah. give you a little backstory. So, First of all, the book was was absolutely divinely driven. So the the title and the premise and everything was given to me two years prior to even being diagnosed. So that in and of itself shows me that it's way bigger than me. Actually, in that moment, I knew it was so big that I journaled about it and set it aside because it kind of freaked me out. I was like, I don't know about healing. And oh my gosh, I just got a full body mm-hmm. chills. I'm like, this is going to be huge. But... I'm already teaching marketing with integrity, which is deemed as sort of an oxymoron in the marketing, advertising, and copywriting world. And I've been working for decades to finally get people on board with passion points, not pain points. So like, I'm not qualified. Anyway, set that aside. In 2017, when I was going through the health issues, I got another message that said, don't worry, you're going to heal this with love. And I remembered the journal entries and I went and pulled them up and there it was, plain as day, spiritual sugar. You're going to write a book, you know, about healing with love. Bought the domain name, and in true entrepreneurial form, I started building out the brand while I was healing cancer. Because I can't just sit back and heal. <laughs> you know, it's a gift. It's a truly. It, I, I've mentioned it's my love letter to humanity. It's uh, it's having impact in ways I never imagined. Um, the woman who I do singing bowl sessions with, and and she's at the Holistic Path for Wellness here in Medford now. Uh, she's amazing. She is now purchasing books for all of her private clients that she works with that are moving through cancer. So that, of course, is an emotional and beautiful thing. One of my dear friends read it and said, thank you for reminding me of who I am because she'd gotten so far away from taking mm. care of herself. Just spoke to another another dear friend whose mom is also a close close. I'm very close with her whole family. And she has cancer and has just gone back. It was in remission, but now it's come back. And 
she received my book as a gift for Christmas and it's really helping her a lot. And it's one of the things that she requested be brought to her when she's going through all this because it's helping so much. So those are just a few things. And then there's more, I mean, not to say that that's not tangible because that's very tangible mm-hmm. and that pulls on my heartstrings and it's just, I get emotional about it. But so far, all of the reviews on Amazon are five star and they're from people I know and people I don't know. And I'm just blown away. I'm like, wow. I mean, clearly I knew the power of words, but this is pretty magical. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really so happy that it can help. Yeah. Yeah. That must yeah. be wonderful. It and does. It and it's moving me in new, in new directions. Clearly, you know, I'll be doing some book signings. I want to support the local bookstores that mm-hmm. will be at Bloomsbury and Ashland. I'll be talking to some of the other mm-hmm. local bookstores mm-hmm. around as well. Do you know when that's going to be? Well, yeah. she she has it now. She has the book, but yeah. for the oh the sign oh I don't okay. know any of that yet. Okay, um, I do have one coming up March fourth. Mm-hmm. at an event at the Armory in Ashland, mm-hmm. and that's actually a breast cancer fundraiser for a friend of mine who is going through breast cancer right now. So I'll be speaking there, and there will be some book signing, and we'll be raising funds for her. Not only for her, because I I have dynamic women friends. She's establishing a foundation for women with breast cancer so they can access non-traditional modalities as well because none of those are, are actually covered by I know. insurance. Which they should be. Yeah, they should be because it's all real mm-hmm. and it works. Yeah, and or and just and the preventative <laughs> should be covered as well. Well, and that's what I say. Like this, yes, it chronicle the book chronicles my journey with healing with love, with healing cancer but it's really about committing to yourself. It's really about that. And it's also about, you know, interestingly enough, so another divine download that I got about the book was it was to be spiritual and not religious because it should be accessible to everyone and not exclude anyone, which that totally makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Creator. Yeah, I'll do that. And the other thing about it too, was that uh, humanity has lost hope and faith in so many ways. And the way to get back to that is to get into nature. You get someone out in nature and they stop and pause and breathe and get off of autopilot. You look around. You cannot deny that there is something bigger than us Mm -hmm. out there. What it is, I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know. I am not an expert on that. Everyone has their own, you know, personal relationship with God, the universe, Gaia, creator, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. I honestly, I'm an equal opportunity spiritual person. (laughs) Call it whatever you want. It feels the same. It does. It feels the same. It does. I think one of the reasons that Neil Donald Walsh's books resonate with me so much is that I don't believe there's this, you know, omnipresent, scary guy up in the sky judging us. Mm -hmm. I think we need to get back to love, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so important, the the being in nature. And, you know, I think, like you said, anyone can kind of speak to that if you go out into nature and just have those moments how peaceful and calm I mean there's been so much scientific backing to that too as to what happens in your body when you're out in nature and forest bathing or any of these you know things of yeah so I think that's a super important aspect of it and is that something that that was I'm assuming one of your primary Yes, it was. I I started walking. I actually, this is kind of funny. I quit what I call my four favorite food groups, which are not actually food groups. Coffee, (laughs) wine, chocolate, and cheese. (laughs) All cold turkey. Exactly. I I swear, I thought I was going to die. Coffee. (laughs) I thought I was going to die. 
die just from that. But and also I'll process sugar on top of that. So that was big. So I detoxed my whole body and started walking and drinking more water. And I shed and, and released over 40 pounds in less than a year. And people will say to me, oh my gosh, you got sick and you got cancer. So you lost weight. I said, no, I got healthy, started healing with love. So I lost weight, mm-hmm. stopped eating the processed foods. And, you know, I do now have chocolate on occasion and I still do love my wine every once in a while. I, I write about wine often for Southern Horkin magazine. So, you know, but there was a time when my whole body needed to detox to really clear everything out. Yeah. And that makes sense. And it is, it's one of those things that is hard to do. So we don't tend to do it unless we have a real reason that is usually our body telling us, here's your reason. (laughs) And by then you're dealing with an uncomfortable situation. It might not necessarily be cancer, but it can be any other number of health issues, right? But yeah. your body... Well, and that's really what the book is designed is to really just wake people up. Let's start thinking about, you know, how we are fueling our body, mm-hmm. our soul and ourselves, and kind of back to the sound healing. Just being in a meditative sound bath, that vibration regenerates your cells. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 20 minutes of sound bowl meditation equates to approximately two hours of sleep. So you go to an hour-long session, and you are recharged really? to that degree. Wait, wait, wait. So t- 20 minutes of sitting in a sound bath and doing that type equals two hours? Of sleep, yes. Wow. And that might even be a little on the... I might be, in conserv- might be being conservative in that, but that is the power of, of vibration. Mm-hmm. And that's also what I think is interesting about me focusing on healing with love is that love is the highest vibration yes. on the planet, right? So if we were all to just start uh, taking better care of ourselves, looking at these ancient modalities that are not just crazy woo-woo things mm-hmm. that are really scientifically backed, mm-hmm. actually, then we'd probably be a lot healthier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love that analogy with the the sleep, the knowing that information. This was just kind of, I don't want to say drilled into us, but definitely highlighted at a real estate conference that I was just at. And big name coach Tom Ferry, and he usually does a party, you know. And he there was no party. There was it just was non-existent. There was a little bit of a happy hour for a couple hours, but. And he explained it. He's like, everyone's asking me, why is there no party? And he's like, I'll tell you why. It's because I don't want hungover the next day. And I also want you all to sleep. He's like, I'm obsessed with sleep and how important sleep is for our bodies. And it's one of those things, again, that we all know it's important. And so many of us don't get the sleep that we need. It's true. And I mean... Lack of sleep and stress are two of the largest factors of any type of health problem, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I don't know. Go to a sound bath. Get some sleep. Exactly. Don't stress out. <laughs> Easier said than done, I know. I know. <laughs> I know, right? And so the, the committing to yourself again and, and really being focused on those things, is that, that I'm, I'm assuming that these lists of modalities that you're providing are in the book. Yes. So that people can start kind of working in the ones that I always encourage people when you're doing that kind of stuff. And I know for myself, it's like, you start with the easiest ones. Hey, Absolutely. my neighbor does sound baths. <laughs> you know, I'll go right next door and take or care of Or even just drink some, some water. Some, drink some more water. Go to bed earlier. You know, these things that we can do pretty easy before you start 
jumping in and I'm going to do all 82 items. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know it's so funny. I probably should have said, don't try all of these at once, but I'm <laughs> assuming that people are, you know, adults yeah. and we'll figure that one out. Cause I don't know. I did try all of them, but not at once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing all of that with the book. Um, you also do writing for uh, Southern Oregon Magazine, which I have to say is one of my favorite magazines here. I look look at it all the time. So I don't know if you want to speak to that magazine. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's such a great one for anybody who's new here or first cut, make sure you seek it out. Yeah, I fell in love with the magazine as soon as I moved here and I decided I was going to write for them. So I basically stalked them until they <laughs> Good hired <for> you. <laughs> I do a couple pro bonos, which I usually don't do, uh, because I love the quality of the magazine so mm -hmm. much, and I really wanted to be a feature writer there, and so I am. Now you are. And I'm very excited. I've been doing that for like eight years as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's such a great magazine. The team is fantastic, and it really is a great way to tap into the community. And mm -hmm. I love the fact that it's a print publication, because everything, not everything, but so many things mm -hmm. have gone digital. Yeah. You know, and so just having that high quality magazine in your hand and mm -hmm. looking at the community events and all that fun stuff. I just am wrapping up an article that I'm doing about all of the different champagne style sparkling and bubbly wines in um, Southern Oregon. So oh, that'll be perfect for yeah. summer. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's a fun one. And I love doing it because a lot of the work that I do through Write on Creative is global. So my clients aren't necessarily right here. Mm -hmm. They're across the globe. So I'm on Zoom a lot and conference calls and things like that. And this gives me the opportunity to get out of mm. the office and into the community and make connections. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally hear that. That's one of the things I absolutely love about doing this podcast is it's gotten me out and about <laughs> a lot more than I... That's how I knew about you before I even met you. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to reading. I hope I can buy this copy. I you sure can. Excellent. I'm happily selling <laughs> books. Yes. Well, yeah. Where can people get a book? Obviously, oh, Amazon and are there other places? Yeah. You've mentioned Bloomsbury. Uh, yeah, Bloomsbury. Um, it's online at Barnes & Noble. I will be updating a listing on the Spiritual Sugar website, which is spiritualsugar.com. Okay. So it will be there as well. I'll probably have signed copies available to be shipped out mm -hmm. because people are asking for them, but I'm just going to be fully transparent. It takes a lot of time and effort to package up books and ship them off, and I'm really not in the book shipping business. <laughs> so if people want that, eventually it will be available, but I'm probably not going to be sending them out the day I get the order. I'll probably batch them mm -hmm. and send them out because honestly, you know, I didn't really factor all of these elements in. I just right. really want to get the book done and... <laughs> Yeah, help people. Shipping. Oh, oh right. So people, I want one, but I want it signed. I know. I do. I do the same thing, and I'll carry books around. I went to a writers' conference this last summer in Marin, and Sark, who's one of my favorite authors, was there, and Anne Lamont, and I took books and had them sign them because I'm just one of those little yeah followers of authors, and I wanted them signed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to meet an author that I very much in love with and love his work and I got a chance to meet him and I absolutely went out and bought a book, brand new one <laughs> to bring to him to sign. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's one idea. of the ways that I'm going to be partnering with people with the book is because I'm thinking about how do I get it out to more people and be of service. And so anyone who has a book club, I will do bulk discount orders for them. Mm -hmm. 
And then I'll do an author Q&A because I don't know that a lot of people are doing that. And I thought, mm. well, why not? I'm going to do that. Yeah. So That's I'm going to do that. Idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. And some employee wellness programs as well. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. And I can see it too being in, you know, like in wellness centers, you know, having it available in those kinds of places. Yes, absolutely. I'm actually in conversation with a couple of them already. So. There you go. <laughs> right? Excellent. But, you know, I have to keep the day job too, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not really a day job. I love, I love being an entrepreneur and setting my schedule. And yeah. It's fun because I get to meet new people all of the time. Mm-hmm. It's really rewarding. Now that you've been here a while, maybe not 20 years, but you've been here long enough to be exploring some areas, and it sounds like you have an absolute love and passion for Ashland, like that's your home base. Tell me some of the things that you love about living there, some of the places that are your favorite. And of course, the question I always like to ask too is, is there a small business that you're like, I wish everybody knew about this small business because they're amazing. I love Lithia Park. We are blessed to have that. It is a treasure. And I spent a lot of time walking and meditating and praying there while I was healing. And I still spend a lot of time there. I just love that Ashland is so cute and convenient. We have fantastic restaurants. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so great. There's great live music. And a lot of the surrounding wineries, too, that was, full disclosure, one of the reasons that I was really drawn to the area because I love wine. That's great. I mentioned Bloomsbury Books. I am a huge fan of any independent bookstores. Mm -hmm. I listened to your uh, interview with the owner of Rebel Hearts, uh and I plan to get my book in there as well. We just haven't officially talked about it. I talked to her about it when I was writing the book, but that'll be exciting. And then this is not necessarily Ashland-based, but it's a nonprofit that I love, and it's United Way. Mm. They have a specific program called the Will Program, which is Women in Living Leadership. And their mission is to make girls and women self-sustainable. So they help with a lot of really cool things for non or pardon me, they're a nonprofit that help with a lot of really cool things for women who need help. Could be that they need tuition or gas money or all kinds of things. And so that, they do a luncheon every year, and I attend that and donate when I can. So I would like to encourage everyone to donate to that. Yeah, What? so the program will, Women in Living Leadership. In Living Leadership. And you said it's women and girls as well. So is it no age? Or I think there... originally, I'd have to go back and look at their website, but I believe originally they were planning to try and get women and girls self-sufficient by the age of 30, I think was the original mm-hmm. mission. So I believe that that's still correct. What kind of services are they providing for women or what kinds of program? What's, what is the program exactly? What kinds of things It's really offer? just empowering women with what they need. As I mentioned, sometimes it's car repairs, sometimes uh-huh. it's tuition. It just really okay. depends. And the best person to talk about this is a lady that I just love who's the head of United Way and it's Deanne Everson. Okay. Well, She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I love programs like that. So I do too. I'm really all about helping women to succeed in life and, and in business. So yeah. Likewise. And, you know, when I lived in Idaho, I worked in nonprofit and I managed community action partnership and oversaw grant funding, millions of dollars mm-hmm. worth of grant funding for six counties. And so it's very near and dear to me. Excellent. Yay. Yeah. Wonderful. 
So I think that's, I mean, Ashland's just magical. You have to go there and experience yeah. it. It's, it's fun. It's really it is. fun. It's a beautiful area. It really is. And I love the, I love that it's just a small town feel, but has so much going on. Like you said, there's the culture and entertainment. And, I mean, yeah. gosh, you really can't go wrong. Yeah. But you'd also can stay out of the fray as you were. Which I do. <laughs> yeah. I zip know? in when I feel like it. And then I, I mean, <laughs> even though I, I have a pretty public persona, I'm a rather private person mm -hmm. and I char recharge by being mm -hmm. by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming today and taking your time to be with us and telling us about the book. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is just so fun. I love what you're doing here for Southern Oregon as well. It's such a great treasure to hear about all the wonderful people that live in our community. It is. I, I'm, I love it. I absolutely love it. We have so many amazing people. though. All right. Well, thank you. And everyone, we will be back again next week. And be sure to check the show notes because we will have the Spiritual Sugar website and all the information that we kind of presented so that you can get your own copy and also connect with Lisa and all the ways that she's available. All right. Well, thank you and have a great week. This podcast is produced by Simona Fino and co-produced by James Dedakis and Jaded Media. Original music by Samuel Lawrence.